The Sports Dance. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Sports Dance. My name is Greg, and with me, as always, my one true Olympian, Paul. Paul, how you doing? I'm as good as gold. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> ah, but I'm bum. We, I mean, last week we talked about it. We were le- U.S. was leading in medal counts, but not in the gold, and that was kind of what mattered. And lo and behold, when all is said and done, the final day, the U.S. did it. They overcame China and took the gold lead, 39-38. The Olympics have closed out. The flame has been burnt out and i don't know what snuffed snuffed i, I couldn't think of the uh, word if somebody pushed the button it wasn't up. like a little dome thing i don't know if it actually closed like how they did that but whatever the flame's gone the flame's it'll re- gone it'll return in seven months in the for the winter olympics the two-year 2020 olympics is closed <laughs> yeah exactly so the olympics have to close as we said the u.s won the gold count, won the overall medal count by a significant margin. And some surprises at the end that helped the U.S. claim that gold crown, one of them being the U.S. men's basketball team, who came through. Who the thunk? I I mean, granted, I gave them a 70% chance. I was like three-quarters of the way confident the team would figure things out. They did. They ended up having to face France again, and it was close. It was 85, 81, I think, or 86, 82, something like that. It was close, but they did it. They didn't falter at the end. Kevin Durant and the team came through. So congrats to them. Absolutely. And I said it and I said, you know, they should win. Um, If they don't, they have to lose not to win. They had to lose not to win. So. They won. They did what yeah. they should have done. They did what was fully expected by everybody in the world. Oh, yeah. And they pulled it out. So good for them. Yeah, even without their top technical players on the team, they still had the top, probably by at least a large portion of the NBA world, considers Kevin Durant the top guy in the NBA, along with obviously Giannis. Um, but purest His last name. Yeah. Decumpo. Yeah. Man, you do it so easy. Uh, but... Easily the best pure scorer who was on Team USA, along with plenty of other guys who could do. Drew Holiday, was, I think, was made to play international basketball defense. He's already a great defender in the NBA, and that's hard to do with all the rules. International, they kind of let you play a little more and be a little more physical, and that is right up Drew Holiday's alley. He came from the NBA Finals with Chris Middleton, and they won both the Finals and men's gold. Devin Booker got at least a nice consolation prize, losing in the NBA Finals, but winning gold with the U.S. men's team. And even the Celtics have a gold medalist with Jason Tatum. I think especially for those young guys like Booker and Tatum, this is actually a significant thing in their progress. They've now seen what it takes to win. Yes, it was in the Olympics. Yes, your team was stacked, and you probably should have. Are you blowing at me? No, you, you forgot. You forgot that doing that gets recorded, didn't you? Good thing we're not on. Good thing we're not televised. <laughs> I had a little something, something on my screen. I don't know what it is. I think it's a bug. Oh man, I was like, you definitely forgot that that got recorded. But so, anyway, oops. I think Tatum and Booker. It's good for their 
growth as young players to kind of see and have that championship win feeling. But overall, they learn how to play as a team, right? Yeah, they that's kind of a big thing, especially for Tatum moving forward. Yes. And we actually have Celtics news later on that we're going to talk about, but well. focusing on Olympics right now. Basketball team won for both men and women. And going over to the women, they I mean, it was easy for them. I don't know if you saw the picture um, of Diana Tarazi in the championship, in the gold medal game. She's standing there. She's the point guard for Team USA. And she is maybe at most like, I think maybe six feet. I don't think, I don't even know if she's that tall. She's not a very tall, per, like overall. I feel like I have to look up her height to make this even seem worse. The picture is... They were against Japan, the Japanese defender standing in front of her. And she literally is holding the ball in the air over her head. Like your big sibling did to you when you were a little kid. And they were and just that much bigger. Trying to get it. Yes. And it was just, even the referee kind of looked like they were giggling. She's only six, she's six feet tall. She's my height, which isn't short, but it's, it's tall for a woman. But so it just looked very funny, but it was just kind of showed the dominance the U.S. women had. And it's only six feet tall. Yeah. So they won, but very much at the very end, a bunch of different team USA teams won. Team, women's volleyball, indoor volleyball, won their very first gold, which helped out. Um, and then the closing ceremonies happened. There wasn't nearly as many people there because the rules were 48 hours after your event, you had to be home. They gave you the hook. But it was kind of cool. I thought the special effects at the end with like the gold Olympic rings being made. I was waiting for Sonic to jump through, but he didn't. It's a little Sonic disappointing. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. I was a little disappointed. No golden rings were busted up by him. <laughs> oh boy. How great would that be? I knew who Sonic the Hedgehog was. I mean, it's, it was in Japan. They, I, th- I think Japan did Sega. So like, I feel like that would have been kind of a perfect thing to have happen. <laughs> It was, a go- it was a golden opportunity. <laughs> Do they still make a version of Sonic? Yeah, uh, the second Sonic movie has just been announced. Get out of town. And With so Knuckles. Sonic isn't just a place I can go eat. No, it's, it's not. But Sonic, if you're listening, uh, you know, sponsor. Love the tots. <laughs> Love the tots. <laughs> but yeah. Knuckles is going to be a part of the second Sonic movie I just saw, and Idris Elba is believed to be voicing him. So, you know, it's not like it's a nobody. Idris Elba is pretty big. Pretty big. So, but anyway, missed opportunity. So, Olympics, though, overall, Paul, what was your view of the Olympics as a whole? Well needed, entertaining, and I just put the, the naysayers and bad vibe people just out of my head. I think a lot of people got a lot of enjoyment. A lot of people still stuck at home. Um, makes you feel good about everybody because, you know, it's not a good bad. It's cheer on anybody that wins. So I thought it was well needed, um, well done. And my favorite person isn't doing the Olympics anymore. So it was a win, win, win for me. That's true. You are not a fan of Bob Costas, but I agree with you. I think overall, I enjoyed the Olympics. I always have doesn't matter winter summer one they kind of happen when there's nothing else on tv for one so every night for 14 15 nights you kind of know all right i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna watch even if i know kind of some of the events what happened in them 
there's still plenty of live things usually going on, depending on when it, where it is in the world. And you sit down, you watch it. You're like, this is actually kind of cool. I don't need to watch this for another three years, four years, but it's cool to watch for a night or two. Actually two years, right? Well, winter is going to be in seven months. And the summer one is again in 2024. So three, three-ish years. Very um, funny to hit the last button on your remote and every single station has an Olympic event on it. <laughs> Um, does your son-in-law is staying at your home. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, I just want to make sure you all are up to date on what's happening in the world of the Olympics. But yeah, I mean, it's great. I think overall it went pretty smooth. I think didn't seem like there was many big issues coming out. I think the big, at least for us side, the biggest thing that came out was the Simone Biles, stepping away for her own mental health, which was totally fine. And actually, I think helped a lot of athletes be able to express their thoughts on mental health and themselves. So overall, I think this was one of the better Olympics in general. And then you had plenty of Olympians retiring. We also had a few such as, oh, why I'm going to forget. I'm forgetting her name now. Felix, can't think of her first or last name which one it is she retired track and field athlete 10 medals one of the most decorated there is in history comes back after giving birth to her daughter at age 32 people basically said she's not going to be able to come back at 35 she took i believe bronze in the 400 individual and then gold with the four by four relay team so just very impressive it's how bad you want it it's like yeah uh, like dog racing and I'm not correlating her with a dog race. I'm God. <laughs> she wanted that win bad. She had a mission, just like who, you know, the dog that wins at the track is the dog that wants that rabbit the most. <laughs> but yeah, it was great to see overall and enjoyed it like you did. And we'll see it. We'll see it again shortly for the winters, where my favorite part of the Winter Olympics is just always hoping for another Jamaican bobsled team. To feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, and get up now. It's bobsled time. Oh my goodness. Look at you. Cool runnings into some baseball though, Paul, because there's some stuff going on in baseball that's fun. And there's some stuff going on in baseball that's not so fun if you're a Red Sox fan, which we are. And that is why we're going to start with it because rip off the Band-Aid. The Red Sox got some woes going on. It is, it has been ugly. We joked for a while on this show uh, every week I'm checking the standings and like, oh, Red Sox in first, Red Sox best team overall. Well, egg on our faces because they have gone down like the Titanic. Um, five back, winning right now as we as we record, but um, it's not guaranteed. <laughs> team slump. Yeah. Like nobody's business. And then I watch 60 seconds of fun or whatever the hell they call it on the news station. I'm like... All you think they need is a first baseman? That's what you really think they're in trouble with? <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I think a relief pitcher or two would have been very needed at least to help this team out. Uh, Kyle Schwarber not being healthy when we traded for him definitely kind of also takes away a little bit. I think that bat maybe getting in, into the lineup would energize the group a little bit more. But also, they just can't lose the games that they've lost. They The leads they had that they blew Matt Barnes 
just returning to old Matt Barnes, not the oh. new and improved one. And even last night against, or the other night against Tampa Bay, when they were up 4-1, only to go on to lose, tied in the ninth, and with two outs, giving up four runs. Just not, not great. Not acceptable. And of course, now we have to worry about the Yankees. We have to worry about other teams in the wild card race. Because right now they're in the wild card, second wild card position, but that's not any better. I it's the division is what you where you, you want to be because you do not want to have to play the playing game, at least if you're the Red Sox. But in my best Mrs. Doubtfire voice, help is on the way, dear. Chris Sale returns this weekend against Baltimore. The crowd goes wild. So we're praying. One of the best places to watch a game, by the way. It is. I mean, again, we we might be biased, though. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll never know. Uh, you know, I most people actually do seem to enjoy when they go to Fenway. The only complaint is that it's old and the seats are small. I, you know what, though? Some seats are sideways. It's Fenway. Yeah. Well, that's really we the point. Never forget Fenway Park. This is true. So the Red Sox just... Not great. Maybe they'll turn around. Hopefully next week we have better news for our own sake. I'm sure there are plenty of people that love the fact the Red Sox are struggling. But speaking of, I mentioned the Yankees before, fun little thing that's happening this weekend is the fact that Field of Dreams is happening. Real life games. Yankees and White Sox are going to be playing in Iowa, surrounded by corn at the Field of Dreams. With 8,000, I don't know if 8,000 seats will be filled, but it's an 8,000 seat park that they'll be playing in. So this is kind of a cool, are you going to be tuning into any of those games just kind of to see? Yeah, I think that is, I mean, it, it's certainly unique. The field is not clearly the field that they used on the movie set. They have built a stadium adjacent to the field, but the house is there, the field is there, the cornfield is there, and it's just a pretty cool concept. Um, and yes, uh, Yankees, White Sox, uh, throwback uniforms, pretty, pretty cool. You almost want to uh, eat some peanuts in your living room and have the shells all over the floor. Yeah, and it's a cool idea. It's definitely something that I'll tune into. It's just so unique. I do, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I w- was hoping there'd be like no fence I just wanted to be open cornfield and to see a home run going into the cornfield. And so all of a sudden you see like Aaron judge running through the cornfield and corns flying everywhere. And he just, you see him, his glove above catch the ball. Well, I think Aaron, because he's so tall. I think his head might be above the (laughs) cornfield. Well, exactly. So if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be him, but overall it's a, it's a cool idea. If they end up having some ghosts come out of the field though, I am going to get freaked out. Not going to lie. Um, I think that there might be some people with some feelings that might get it, and there might be some stuff going on. Tony LaRusso walks out of that corn, it's going to be terrifying. (laughs) It's only it's a it's because he's old. (laughs) It should be a good series. Also, it's two teams. White Sox have been very good all year long, and the Yankees have picked things up, unfortunately. But they have. So it's going to be a cool thing to see. It definitely will have, it should draw in some more fans than normal, you would think, because it is such a unique thing they are doing. 
I'll be interested to see if it goes well, if this becomes now like a thing every year where they select two teams to have a series or if they do it more than once a year. And so every year it's teams that just haven't done it, I would assume. Because it would just be a unique thing to have every team and their fans be able to have that experience of doing that. Yeah, I think uh, 8,000 fans... I, I bet 7,000 of them are winners of contests here and there. I'm uh, sure this year, especially. TV stations, radio stations, large um, advertisers, et cetera, et cetera. Probably not a lot of paying people that have paid for their plane ticket or paid for their seat, but you know, all good stuff. Yes. So we will see exactly what happens there. But overall, outside of the field getting you know caught on fire, hopefully not. And corn popping everywhere, which I mean, I guess it would be a delicious mistake. Brought to you by Jiffy Pop. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Make as it is to eat. (laughs) You're trying to gas stove and the whole thing goes up in flames. You're trying to work on another promotion here, Paul, or sponsorship. Yep, we need some. We need some uh, support. (laughs) Besides that game going on, the other thing with the MLB that are trying to draw fans and eyes. Fans and eyes. That was a weird way to phrase that. Fans eyes onto the game of baseball and try to get a younger crowd. The MLB and Barstool Sports apparently are in negotiations to potentially broadcast some games together, which is a huge thing for Barstool Sports. I mean, granted, we know they've kind of been on the rise over the past few years with sports book betting and all these different other things and pen um, getting a large um, amount of ownership into Barstool Sports. So overall, we know they have a large fan base that does draw a lot of people in for whatever they do. But they also, what many people may not know is they have a very well-groomed and maintained baseball section of Barstool Sports, which is really probably what MLB is focusing on, which that's what people kind of have to look at. They're not like people are seeing Barstool Sports. And of course, there's uproar because of Dave Portnoy, his past, lots of things. Granted, do I agree with everything Barstool Sports does? No. Do I think overall, though, certain areas of them are very good at what they do? Yes. And the baseball area is one of those areas that is thriving. Jared Kravis, Dallas Braden have starting nine. They have Carabas and David Ortiz have call him Poppy, call me Poppy, whatever it is. And then they have, I forget what the third one is, but they have three of the top four baseball podcasts in the world. They are very popular. They have grown, I think, baseball, whether people believe it or not, a decent amount, at least with younger fans, because they expose players more. They make it more relatable for them and more fun, which is something MLB struggles with. So I overall think it's a good idea. What about you? Yeah, that's your, that's your, that's the key. The key phrase is you got to get it more interesting. You got to bring in some young, young players. They make it more relatable to the younger fan. Um, Yeah. You can have bars and you can have whatever for the, at the game experience, but how about those that are wanting to watch and have it not be, the same drone voices doing the same thing they've done for 30 years. Let's get some excitement. I think it's great. And, and, and from what I understand, it's going to be a secondary, um, a, a secondary broadcast, if, if you will. So 
they'll still go after primary networks. Uh, hey, listen, I think it's 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 theirs for the taking. I think Major League Baseball needs to do something. And uh, what what a great uh, a great idea, and I hope it works. And you know, hey, listen, Barstool, some crazy nonsense has happened. Get over that. Let's 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 try to save baseball. Not like yeah. America's pastimes going down the tank anytime soon. But dear God, got to do something. Right? Yes, yeah, they definitely got to do something. So we'll see if this turns into anything. What happens with it? But overall. You can think what you want. Take the whole, mostly it's hatred for Portnoy out of it and focus on the baseball part of Barstool. It's a very positive one. And there's really nothing you can kind of say against it. You might not like maybe how Carabas comes off. That's fine. He comes off as an arrogant person. And that's kind of what his brand is and what kind of made him who he is. Baseball guys, like players, Younger guys all really get along with him. He gets access that and content and gives it out that not many reporters even put out or make interesting, like playing wiffle ball against the guys. So they make it fun. MLB, it's a smart move despite what people want to think. People like Deadspin, especially, who are putting up things like MLB teaming up with Barstool is making baseball white and racist again. It's just you're trying to drum up things that aren't an issue for the baseball section of Barcelona. If you want to attack other parts of it, fine. But the baseball section really can't have anything said boo about it. You know what? I like it. I can't wait to see it. I I hope they can negotiate it. I want to see it given a chance. And I know they have contracts with other broadcast situations that they've got to work through. But Something I would like to see because honestly, I'd rather listen to Dallas Braden announce a game than Alex Rodriguez any day. Oh my God. You've got that. How did someone think he has a voice for radio? I, I, how did they think he has a voice for TV? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just awful. It is. But so that's what's going on in MLB world. We're going to take a quick break to hear from my bookie. When we come back, we have, as I said, some Celtics news to talk about. And really, it'll have you feeling it, pulling at the heartstrings for the guy. But first, a word from my bookie. Play ball. If you're looking to get started with some sports gambling, my bookie is the place to be. Go to mybookie.ag and use promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS. What are you waiting for right now? They'll match your first deposit up to $1,000. That's right. You heard me. The first deposit up to $1,000 with promo code 12 on sports. That's one, two OZ sports, all caps, no spaces. Doing this now is the perfect time. Baseball is in the full swing of dogs days of summer. NFL is right around the corner with preseason games starting up and NBA summer league. You got a lot of different things going on. Get on the action now at mybookie.ag and you can use promo code 12 sports 12OZ Sports. Play ball. And also don't forget to always gamble responsibly, Paul. That's one of those things that you always got to make sure you say when talking about any sort of gambling, whether it's on life or on sports. <laughs> hey, you know, I never take both pennies out of my loafers. I know you don't. But so... Speaking of somebody that's pinching pennies together at this point, Dennis Schroeder 
My, oh, my. Wait you a don't minute. know. Wait a minute. Can I interrupt you? You can. Can you turn this into a... Well, that was awkward. Oh, yeah. You, I got to <laughs> hear it. I got to hear it. Well, that was awkward. You know, actually, it's a perfect moment for it because... Oh, imagine being the poor schmuck who, in the middle of his season with the Lakers, they're in first place, they're doing well, everything's looking good. The Lakers offer Dennis Schroeder four years, $84 million extension. He says, nah, I'm good. We'll see what we'll see what happens at the rest of the season, and I'll take my chances. I like where things are going, and I'll test uh, what I can get on the free agent market or what the Lakers might come back with. Okay, Dennis, you do that. Lakers, as you know, falter in the first round with a bunch of injuries and just Dennis Schroeder, nowhere to be found. He did not perform well. And, well, nobody seemed to want to sign Dennis. Lo and behold, the Celtics come out. They go, hey, Dennis, we like you. Kind of. We'll give you a year $5.9 million. Now, again, that's nothing to scoff at. $5.9 million. I would take it. But to lose out on three more years of guaranteed money and a total of $79, $79 million more, give or take a little bit, yikes. You gambled on yourself and it did not work out. This is what happens when you read your own press clippings and nobody else does. Well, Matt, I'm going to guess the, well, this is awkward part. How did it come with the agent when he was like, ah, so what are my offers? Oh, you have none. Because <laughs> we are we are a few weeks into NBA free agency, and you saw when NBA free agency starts, it's flying. Every guy is getting signed left and right that is halfway decent. Unless Except Dennis Schroeder. Money, because now you're not known for your basketball. You're known for your um, nonsensical press clipping in love with yourself self and yeah i i mean i get it he gambled on himself he took a risk things looked like they were going to be going well then they fell off a cliff <laughs> cliff it was i i mudslide earth. i mean it works it works for the celtics because i'm assuming actually at this point if he is playing he's going to be playing for them for the one year i'm assuming he's going to be coming off the bench as a bench scorer more than a starter. I know he was a starter with the Lakers, but he was a sixth man type with Oklahoma City. I assume he kind of takes on that role. And Marcus Smart kind of takes over point guard or Peyton Pritchard now that Kemba's gone. I mean, we'll see. But yeah, yikes. The... Weston seems to be doing that with sports individuals. I'll pick you up for a year. I mean, well, a lot of the times that's that's what you do if you're trying to win a championship the celtics are just doing it because they're like i mean we'll we'll take you for a year we we got nobody else right now we'll do it celtics did nothing in free agency they were like i guess we'll make a move out on their hands you're still here on the heap of garbage uh originally he also wanted like the 9.5 uh better like exemption that teams that have and they're like no we're gonna give you the 5.9 that we have And take it or do you want to take it or and he was like, I guess I'll take it. I guess I'll take it because I'm used to spending more money than I should be. And I don't know that, but I'm just yeah, I was gonna say, do you know that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> be, I'm gonna Google it. Be news to me. 
but yep, I guess to an extent, poor Dennis Schroeder, but I guess next time take the guarantee. Oh my god, unless you're like a superstar, 84 million, 21 million dollars a year <laughs> when you're not an all star, when you're not like the guy, shouldn't it be something that you just turn down so lightly and you don't you're not the guy that everybody you know you're not the guy every whose name comes to mind when you're thinking about the lakers no exactly (laughs) that's also very true now you're going to be the guy that everybody thinks of when you think read my own press clippings now i'm at cheapo depot (laughs) well speaking of also being the guy we're going to move on to some soccer news paul Lionel Messi, we talked about the fact that Barcelona and him were apparently going to be splitting ways. We weren't sure. It happened last year. It was mentioned. It finally happened. Lionel Messi, the guy in all of the football world, him and Ronaldo are the top two, you would probably argue. But Messi, he's no longer part of Barcelona. No longer on Barca. It's a shock to a lot of people, but at the same time, apparently... Barcelona is a complete dumpster fire financially. So Messi makes the right move, right? He's going to go with him over 30, right? Is he 34? Did I read 34 years old? Yeah. And he's going for crazy money. Show me the tower, baby. I'm right there with you. Give me some, give me some gash. No, those are true. What's, He's on. He's in onto Paris Saint Germain. <laughs> That's why you're thinking German. Paris <laughs> Saint Germain. No, I'm just trying to think of the currency in Paris. Oh, Show me the money. Show is me it, the money. Is it at euros? Yeah, Are they euros. Oh yeah, of course it is. Uh huh. So, Messi, history guy. He moves on to Paris Saint Germain. He will be happy there. It was kind of sad. His press conference when he was leaving. He was kind of like, I offered to take way less money. I, I tried. This is my this is my family. This is my home, and it just it didn't work out. And yeah, it's not like you look. There's not many similar situations because of how much of a global star he is. Because football in general is such a global dominant sport. So it a lot of people were feeling for him watching that press conference, but he'll go to. PSG, he'll probably have a few good years there and then right off into the sunset with his hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and 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 just it, it is the salaries are nothing compared to the endorsements that I can't even imagine. Oh yeah. It's he's he's gonna be fine. <laughs> I wonder if he has his own balls. <laughs> oh, you know, soccer balls. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. Do they call a, a soccer ball a soccer ball or a football? It's just a ball. <laughs> okay, I was just I'm thinking. I think it might be a. a we say soccer ball, but I assume they say football. Well, just you know, one of those things. You know how I think. Food for thought. Yeah, everybody's googling madly. I, I'm sure they well, are. <laughs> The three people Googling madly. 71 of them in the Philippines. Hey, don't don't knock them. Number one fan base. You betcha. So besides that, Paul, 
We're going to move on. We're going to take a quick break to hear from Zingo TV. And then we're going to look at Peyton Manning's Hall of Fame speech because it was Hall of Fame weekend. There's plenty of speeches, but Peyton's had a few funny quips we'll talk about. And then we have a start bench cut, which we have not done in a while to wrap everything up. But before that, quick word from Zingo TV. Play ball. Zingo TV is the place you want to be to find all of your 12-ounce sports content. Live shows daily, only on Zingo TV, streaming 12-ounce sports, channel 761 when you go there. And when you sign up, use promo code 12-ounce. That's 1-2-O-Z on Zingo TV. It's online TV that is free for you and helps us so much when you sign up using promo code 12-ounce. Again, that's 1-2-O-Z at Zingo TV, Z-I-N-G-O TV. Join it today. Play ball. All right, Paul, that's right. Check out Zingo TV, 12 on sports, tons of great shows there. Like we said, we have the morning drive now. They even do a midnight drive, the two guys. You have Captain Lou's Extravaganza. We had a great show the other day. And just so many other great shows to be found with the 12 on sports family. Make sure you sign up for Zingo today. Moving on, though, Paul. Hall of Fame weekend, we had the preseason Hall of Fame game on Thursday, which usually over the, on the Sunday night, but they had it on Thursday night. It was the Cowboys and Steelers. Cowboys already have one loss in the book, so I'm happy. It's preseason, <laughs> but it's still, it was still great to see no them loss. not win. <laughs> so you had that. Then it was Hall of Fame weekend. A little different because they had the class of 2020 on Saturday and the class of 2021 on Sunday. What made it even more interesting was the fact that they only allowed each person to talk for six minutes. It wasn't great. Yeah, I get it. You don't want people to go long. They have a history of having guys go long. It was not, you know... What I've said six minutes is the perfect amount of time. Probably not. When you have guys like Tony Gonzalez and Ray Lewis who have both gone over 30 minutes in their speech, to cut it down to only six minutes kind of seems, you know, rude. I, I agree with that. You say, hey, you had a great career. Synopsize six minutes. So to put it in perspective, Peyton Manning, probably the speech that most people – we're looking forward to the most because Peyton not only had a great career, but he's known as kind of, you know, a jokester. He's got some com- good comedic timing and people were probably like, all right, let's see what happens here. So before that though, I saw a thing that they said when Peyton Manning's resume was brought up for hall of fame, like decision in front of the board, it took a total of 13 seconds for them to decide to let him into the Hall of Fame. As it should. Well, as Dante Stallworth, after hearing that, said, that's 13 seconds too long. Well, I, how is that even a discussion? Like, I feel like this should be like, Peyton, he, yes. Anybody disagree? Nope. Okay. They have like, a, a, like a list that they're working off of. Skip. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Yeah, no, he's in. We, do we have to talk about this? No, no, I didn't. Okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> but so Peyton, right away at the beginning of his speech, got into it with the fact that they only had six minutes. He said, The 2021 induction class wants to thank those previous inductees who gave long winded acceptance speeches. 
forcing us to have a whopping six minutes to recap our football careers. I want to give a special thanks to my old rival, Ray Lewis, for being here tonight. Ray just finished giving his speech that he started in 2018. <laughs> Which, kind of funny. I That gave me a chuckle. And it's true. Like we said, the six minutes, at least give like 15. Is there, There's a total of, what, 15 or 16 guys, I think, between the two nights. People, if they're coming for it, they're going to be fine watching each one of them give 15-minute speeches. And by the way, Peyton Manning is a hell of a speaker. Well, that's the thing. He had to, he fit it all into six minutes, but he still had to fit into six minutes. I believe he ran nine minutes and 30 seconds total um, with the audience pause. <laughs> we also, you know, did have to make mention, as we, I don't know if we said it last week, but it was announced that Tom Brady would be attending for Peyton Manning in his section. And of course, when... Peyton said, "My good. Speaking of rivals, my good friend." And before he could even get Brady's name out, booze rained down because everybody knew it was coming. He mentioned Tom Brady. More booze followed, but he did have a funny little quip about that because he said, "You know, next year's acceptance speeches probably get cut down to four minutes, and by time Brady retires and is eligible in the year 2035, which means Brady will retire in the year 2030." He said he'll probably just have only to accept put it into accepted speech on to Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so right away you knew Peyton he was going to be on a bit of a roll he had some funny quips here and there and overall he just you know he went through actually quite a lot he talked about you know his dad his brother all his different things all his different times and different points in his career and did a really good job overall with his speech he fit a lot into six minutes did a great job you know um hit his father presents him because you know of course Archie Manning um and, and and he talked about some great stuff had some laughs talked about family talked about two important coaches in his life and then the responsibility to make the game of football or keep the game of football great and great speech um and you know yeah can you can you say to the guys hey listen when you get near 15 minutes can you can you can you wrap it up? Can you try to keep it under fifteen? But to tell somebody six minutes after a storied career like these folks have, you know, it's the Hall of Fame digest. Read his digest. Yeah. So great overall. I also did find it funny. Eli, of course, had to have a little fun with his brother. He posted about. He's like, hey, I know. Payne's has his Hall of Fame ceremony today and all that, but, you know, not the only people that should be congratulated today. And you talked about him and his, I think, daughter getting, like, first place in some little tennis tournament or something like that nearby. He's like, so, you know, pretty big day for all of us in the Manning family. <laughs> that's, that's important to him. So it was just kind of a funny little quip with his brother. I will be definitely tuning in for those ESPN games where they do the simulcast with Eli and Peyton not on the, I think it's ESPN2 they'll be on. Well, they'll do the simulcast broadcasting. Because even if they're long-winded and tell the stories, it's going to be more interesting than most of the announcing. Yeah. You can also it's take announcing away. Like, yeah. It's going to kind of be like uh, listening to MLB over Barstool. Yeah. It's going to be interesting and fun. Exactly. It's not deadly boring <laughs> drying. oh let's go watch anything to get away from this 
I mean, half the time when you think about it, you could watch games on mute. You know, some people do. And so, for instance, some people cannot stand, let's say, current Red Sox lineup for because Jerry's out, whatever. So they turn it off and listen to Joe Constiglione on EEI. Yep. You know, they have their favorite broadcaster. Of course, time is a little screwed up when you have a seven-minute delay, but it's okay. <laughs> I was say, the timing makes everything a little more interesting there. But besides that, besides Peyton's Hall of Fame stuff, we had great speeches from a lot of different players. But Peyton's, obviously, I just want to touch on those first two things. Kind of made it funny. In general, like you said, he said, keep the game fun, interesting, and safe for all. And let's just, like, keep this thing kind of going, moving on into the future. Well, there are mounting pressures against the sport, so stay ahead of it. Stay yeah. ahead of it, and you said it. Keep them healthy. Keep it safe. So, Paul, last thing for the show this week is we're going to do a start bench cut. And before we do it, just want to say Paul and I are actually going to be taking a two-week hiatus for some rest and relaxation before the football season begins because once football season starts, you, you know the shows just get even better. We're going to have food talk probably, d- weekly fantasy stuff. Who knows? Maybe Paul will actually not drop his best player this week, year in fantasy football. And have to call the commissioner. It will be determined. But just want to put that in briefly. But we will be back. Don't you worry. But, Paul, now to move on to our start bench cut, we're going all the way back to the Field of Dreams theme. Kevin Costner loves making baseball movies. Indeed. He has at least made three that I can think of off the top of my head, and we're going to do a start bench cut of those three. So we have Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, and The Perfect Game, which if – Little synopsis for each one. Obviously, you know, Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. Then Bull Durham, you have the whole what life is like in the minor leagues. A little bit of a love story in there. And then the perfect game is a pitcher at the end of his career. Uh, He shows kind of throughout his life and a little romance in there as well. Also has John C. Riley as the catcher for the team that Costner's on. I think it's the Tigers in the movie. So it's just a funny thing to see him there because he's such a, usually in comedic roles. So to see him as just like a catcher in a baseball movie, that's more of a serious tone. It's kind of yeah. funny. Storied catcher, end of his career, and he's got to go reel in the crazy nutty pitcher played by, what's his name from? Kevin uh, Costner. Oh, no. Oh, Bird, oh, for Bull Durham. <laughs> I was like, for perfect game? No, he's yeah. not the catcher. He's the pitcher. No, he was throwing. He was he was throwing the game. He was throwing he was, the game. He was throwing the game. <laughs> it was the game of his life. Yeah. So, start bench cut, huh? Yeah. This yeah. is. It is. Um, just so you know, you were trying to think of Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, exactly right. There you go. Played Andy Dufresne. Man, you you could do voiceovers when they have to take the square words out. But yeah, start bench cut. Do you want do you want to go first, or do you want me to take first crack at this? Um, I am. You can you can go. I I have a note here. You um, seem flustered, so I'm, I'm going to go first. I've had to think about this a lot. Now I'm going to start Field of Dreams because, well, out of all the three, it's the one that I would definitely watch the most. And just in general, 
So, yep. and obviously you can't beat the classic of if you build it, they will come. Yeah. The scene at Fenway park, James Earl Jones, it's just got a lot of different reasons to like it. The whole playing catch with the dad. Uh, like, it's, it's just, it's a range. It gives a range of emotions that it just, yeah. Kind of get drawn to it. It's like baseball purity watching that. I'm going to bench. Oh, this is hard. Cause I love me a good like romance movie. Not going to lie. So the perfect game kind of throws that in there. And between the two, I've watched the perfect game more. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to bench perfect. Game. <laughs> as much, as much as it pains me. I like bull Durham, but it's, if I honestly, if both were on TV and it was like, you have to choose one to watch, I'd watch the perfect game because most likely if I'm watching, especially with my wife, Bull Durham just doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. It's a great movie. It does a great so, job of concept. So there is a lot of love in Bull Durham. However, yes. it's an adjective and he loves her hard. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. And often. Gears of the, the fastball. Yeah. Throwing the high heat, low heat, sideways heat, from behind heat, all the heat. So start, Field of Dreams, um, for all the reasons you mentioned, classic, such a classic, it's morphed into what it is. Yeah. Um, I benched Bull Durham. I, that's not, I, it was really a toss-up for me. And, 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 and I sat here. I, start was easy. Start was start was easy. I figured. But you know, again, who doesn't love Susan Sarandon? But you know, she's in every movie he ever made. Just saying. Um, I think she has cameos in uh, Bodyguard. Just saying. Um, but anyway, I think uh, yeah, we're flipping on the bench and the cut. But I'm I'm cutting the perfect game and I'm I'm benching Bull Durham. But starting all the way, Field of Dreams. Yes. Now, granted, I'm not gonna lie. If we had other, if it was Field of Dreams versus like Sandlot and another baseball movie, most likely Sandlot's my number one. <laughs> the the, I would say the the quotability of the movie alone is what puts it over the top. You're killing me, Smalls. Okay, first you take the gram, then you put the chocolate, and then the mallow. You wait until the mallow's flaming. You put it on the great chocolate and you smush the great like. Oh, so so for those of the listeners who don't read your bio and know everything about you, um, I think they believe when you're not on the podcast, you're watching movies about baseball. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could, but I just okay. also. They also don't know. I think that TV is off most of the time lock, including you i don't know that that he's on to walk at that house parental lock yes i'm banned no i actually have recently been catching up all i being a marvel fan i finally caught up on the three marvel series that have been put out with wandavision cap um the falcon and the winter soldier and i just finished loki so now what if just came out so i'll check that out nice little pitch for marvel and disney plus there Mickey, we, we can cut out the language if we have to. <laughs> listeners want to watch Field of Dreams. Peacock. Just saying. Yeah, if they also want to watch Notre Dame football. Peacock. 
you know, it also surprised me. I saw that announcement. A lot of people were mad about it because they don't have Peacock. And I realized we're, we're spoiled because we have Xfinity <laughs> and it's free. There you go. And it's included. It is. But I figured we would agree on the start. I kind of knew it was going to be a potential flip-flop for bench and cut. Yeah. All three good movies, but Field of Dreams is just just above the other two in a lot of ways. All right. I have to say it. Okay. What was the movie? Could be the worst movie of all time. Kevin okay. Costner starred in it. Are you thinking and, about Waterworld? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's worse than a movie about horses and chariots. It is a pretty bad movie. It's what still not the worst think? movie I've ever seen. Uh, the worst movie to me is still When Mars Attacks. Is I was like a child seeing that, and it, even I thought it was t- bad then. I got to tell you, I, I, I don't know what he was thinking. Everybody everybody gets the mulligan, and he gets his like over. And he was thinking movies ever. he got some big money probably for that. Yeah, I, I still don't know what it was about. because I Now he's doing Yellowstone, which I heard is fantastic. I just haven't been able to watch it. Well, lots of famous people doing small screen stuff. It is. So, but Paul, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, we will be on a two-week break, like I said, to refresh ourselves. You get to enjoy the rest of your vacation. And... We'll be back in a few weeks. Paul, parting words while we are gone until I'm going to say something like the 25th um, around so there. A lot going on. You're hearing a lot of the news. Just make good decisions and think about everybody else. Think about the other person. That's all I ask. That's it. Greg, yeah. I can't wait to see you and I think I'll see you before. Yeah, I mean, most likely you will probably see me before, but until we are back again on the show, Like Paul said, stay safe, stay healthy. Tune in. Let us know if you got any questions. Find us at Sports Stance on Twitter or SidekickPaul83. Maybe we'll have some new stuff coming out for you outside of when we come back. Maybe we'll have some off other shows. Who knows? Maybe I'll be doing some more fantasy football stuff. We'll see. But again, we'll be back in a few weeks. We'll see you then. Again, check us out. Like and subscribe. 12 on Sports. The Sports Stance. Catch everybody in a few weeks. The Sports Sports Dance. Dance.